Good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's Friday, October 29th, 2021. Continue our congregation at prayer today, looking at the uh, Elijah returning to Israel and to give a message to Ahab, which, of course, will set up the big confrontation, which we'll look at next week with the prophets of Baal. Um, let's see. Good to see you checking in in the chat. Those of you on uh, Facebook, I see Michael, Karen, Don, Grace, Tim, Gus, and Eileen. Uh, good to see you there. Of course, if you're on other platforms, uh, YouTube, you can make a comment below. If you are on Twitch, uh, look, you know, I appreciate hearing from you there too. I'm going to add one more streaming platform, which is called Odyssey. Um, Odyssey is is uh, well to avoid being too technical. It's a free platform, free as in uh, there's no censorship or that sort of thing, which means there's all sorts of interesting content on it. Uh, but the advantage of it then, of course, is that we're free to speak um, positively about what God says in his word, even if it's contrary to the prevailing uh, winds of false doctrine in our world, uh, which have, you know, potentially might cause us some issues on uh, both Facebook and YouTube moving forward, probably Twitch too, that's owned by Amazon. So uh, I'm going to build out Odyssey. And I can actually do that. We already have a channel there. I put the daily devotion there. Um, Odyssey also, um, uh, it, it's supported through uh, a cryptocurrency. So a uh, proof of work cryptocurrency, you don't have to, have to understand any of this. Um, but basically the way it pays for it is that you pay for it. You pay to host your um, content on their platform. You pay for the servers, et cetera. And you do that um, through... Um, a currency that they have set up that's separate from the U.S. dollar and is recognized around the world. So that uh, also helps avoid some of the, well, the more challenging aspects, um, say the currency is devalued or the, um, or, you know, if you're trying to do an ad-supported kind of platform, I'm not confident how those things are going to look moving forward. So we needed to find a home uh, for this and for all of our content. So uh, look forward to moving you over to Odyssey at some point. There's, of course, mobile apps and all that sort of thing. And uh, I actually won a, uh, a miner so I can mine the currency that's used to host content on the platform. So uh, I won that through a giveaway on, online, which is kind of funny because uh, I'd been looking to build that out at some point. So anyway, um, I'll give you the link when the time comes. It's just another video hosting platform. It's not hard to understand or anything like that. Uh, it operates just like YouTube. Um, but again, it'll avoid the censorship issue ultimately, which I think we need to make sure that we're prepared for that in the event that it comes. Okay. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Say our memory verse for this week. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 7, verse 14. 
We say our psalm for this week. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, for our first reading, uh, we start a new book, because we completed 2 Thessalonians yesterday. Today we start with 1 Corinthians. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of, of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed uh, in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you, you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am Paul, or I am Apollos, or I am Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus, Stephanus. Excuse me. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. All right, I think this is a quite relevant text for us um, in our world, in our church, um, in our local congregation, namely uh, verse 10 and 11, right? Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak, you all speak the same thing, you have the same saying, right? That you, this is why we speak the same thing in church, right? The creed, the prayer, the curiae, the gloria, the, the uh, duc dimittis, the words of institution, etc., right? Um, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be, may be perfectly joined together, here's the key, in the same mind and in the same judgment, all right? Now, how are we going to have the same mind and how are we going to be of the same judgment about what God's word says? That's the key here that we speak the same thing. And where do we get what we speak? From God's word, right? Um, this is a common 
hmm, experience, I would say, for us is that, uh, you know, I thought about asking this in church, but uh, be careful what you ask <laughs> in church. Sometimes as pastor, it's better just to say uh, and let the chips fall, right? Uh, whereas if you ask, like, well, what what do you think would bring, bring the best um, healing or reconciliation or help the congregation move forward in the best way? Well, I imagine that without some prompting, there would be there would probably be people who would say, well, we need more programs, we need more activities, we need more fellowship opportunities, um, we need to sing more familiar hymns, we need to have shorter services. I mean, they, you know, we need to do less things that are Roman Catholic or more things that are, you know, classical, more liturgical. I mean, there's going to be all number of opinions, but they're all practical matters, right? Or maybe we need a different kind of church governance, or we need more volunteers, um, or we need more money, all right, or we need to um, expand and build, or whatever it is, right? And maybe those things would help for a time. But those are those the things that bring unity to the church? Are they the things that give us the same mind and give us the same judgment? No. The only thing that brings reconciliation between brothers, the forgiveness of sins, the only thing that puts, in a, if you want to say it this way, puts the congregation on the same page, or the local church, or the church at large, the only thing that allows us to walk together is that we walk together with Jesus, right, in his word, right? And this is the key. If there are divisions among us, it's not because we have different opinions about practical matters. It's not, right? Um, and we can think about this in terms of the Reformation. We'll talk about more of the, about this uh, tomorrow and Sunday, right? Uh, the Reformation wasn't a division over practices, things that look too Roman Catholic or something, right? Luther, Luther of course, was Roman Catholic, <laughs> Um, the division came over the fact that the church was not walking together with the word of God, that a large portion of the church, if not most of it, um, was walking apart from God's word, believing contrary to God's word, and then that was evident in the things they were doing. Um, so this is the challenge of pointing at things that we're doing, right? And, and Paul does this with in regards to baptism. All right, we point to baptism. Yes, we're baptizing, but we get we have a wrong idea about baptism and it causes then all sorts of other ideas, right? So we don't take God at his word to say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If it's baptized in God's name, then it's God the one doing it, right? God the Holy Trinity. Instead, there was an idea that had crept into the Corinthian church that it was the, the it was more important, or at least as important, the character or the individual, the one doing the baptism, which is actually irrelevant. <laughs> um for our confidence, it's it's usually the pastor, right? Sometimes in emergency, it'll be, uh, you know, a mother or a father. But generally speaking, it's the pastor and it's done in church and that's um, for the sake of confidence and for witness. But um, that's not the important thing. The important thing is who's the one baptizing? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? Because it's his name being applied, right? And it's by the one whom the Lord has sent to do that work. All right. Um, so you can see where this, you know, there's a practical question and it's getting, it's causing a division, but it's really a doctrinal question, right? Not whether it's Paul or Cephas or Apollos or, um, you know, it, it, it's not, it's one church, right? And these are workers within that church that God has set apart, right? The key is that we all speak the same thing, that we have the same judgment and have the same mind. And the only way we can have that is if we're gathered together around the preaching and teaching and the receiving of Christ's gifts given through his word. Okay? So that's really key. That would be actually a pretty good Reformation sermon. So if you haven't written yours, <laughs> if you're a pastor, um, you know, there you go. Maybe that's the one you'll hear on Sunday. We'll see.
that was the one I was going to preach on Sunday, but uh, there's reasons why maybe I might not. Okay. So, um, a reading from 1 Kings chapter 18. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. And Ahab had called Obadiah, who was in charge of his house. Parenthetically, now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For so it was, while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah had taken 100 prophets and hidden them, 50 to a cave, and had fed them with bread and water. And parentheses. And Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go into all the land, or into the land, to all the springs of water and to all the brooks. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive, so that we may not, or will not have to kill any livestock. So they divided the land among them to explore it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. Now, as Obadiah was on his way, suddenly Elijah met him, and he recognized him, and fell on his face and said, Is that you, my lord Elijah? And he answered him, It is I. Go tell your master. Elijah is here. But he said, How have I sinned that you are delivering your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me? As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to hunt for you. And when they said he is not here, he took an oath from the kingdom or nation that they could not find you. And now you say, go tell your master Elijah is here. It shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from you that the spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place I do not know. So when I go and tell Ahab and he cannot find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. Was it not reported to my Lord what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord, how I hid 100 men of the Lord's prophets, 50 to a cave, and fed them with bread and water? And now you say, go tell your master, Elijah is here. He will kill me. Then Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, and that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals. Now therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal, and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. All right. I'll give us a little bit more light here. There, now you can see me better. It's gotten a little cloudy out. All right. How long did the drought last? Remember, he was in Zarephath of Sidon, outside of Israel, while there was the drought through the whole land. At the word of the Lord, three years, right? See that in the third year, right here in verse 1. And what did God promise would happen when Elijah presented himself to Ahab? I will send rain on the earth. Right? This is not Elijah's opinion. This is the Lord's word. Um, of course, what happened because of the drought? Yeah, there was a severe famine in Samaria. All right, so much so that um, 
we meet this character Obadiah, right? And who is Obadiah? You know, he's a caretaker, a steward of Ahab's palace, but also we note he's a believer, right? It says he feared the Lord greatly. So he's a believing um, steward in the midst of this king's house. And uh, as an example of his faithfulness, we find out that he hid, personally hid, 100 prophets in two caves, 50 each, so that Jezebel could not uh, kill them. Remember, these false prophets, are, of course, or these true prophets, I should say, prophets of God, are then, uh, uh, what do you want to say, a threat to Jezebel and her idolatry. Uh, being the wicked queen that she is, she's seeking their life. Of course, seeking um, Elijah's life too, right? Uh, importance of the number 50. All right, 50 is all over the place in the Bible. It's usually associated with a particular feast. All right, so for example, Leviticus 23.15 records the Feast of Weeks. You've heard of the Feast of Weeks? And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be completed. That would be 70, right? Or 49, excuse me. Count 50 days after the day of the seventh Sabbath, and then you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring from your dwellings two waves, two wave loaves of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be a fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the first, first fruits of the Lord. All right, and then there's more sacrifices appointed. All right, so this harvest feast, the Feast of Weeks, right, the 50th day after the seventh Sabbath. All right. Um, also, in Leviticus 25, we have the year of Jubilee, right? And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years, right? And the time of the seventh Sabbath shall, of the year shall be 49 years. And then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, that on the day of atonement, etc. And you shall consecrate, here it is, the fiftieth year. And proclaim liberty throughout all the land to its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee to you, right? So there you have 50 associated, not only with the harvest, but with freedom, the year of jubilee. Uh, back in 2 Kings chapter 1, we had, um, or we will have, I should say, um, with the death of Ahab, we will have um, the number 50 with um, a captain of 50 going after Elijah, and of course, uh, the 50 will be consumed. Elijah will be saved, all right? So you'll see quite a bit of 50s in, in a few chapters. And then, of course, the most famous is in Acts chapter 2, right? And the Feast of Pentecost, which is the 50th day after our Lord ascended in, or rose from the dead, I should say. He ascended on the 40th. All right, very good. Uh, why did they hide in caves, do you think? Yeah, the caves, I think, are pointing to the tomb of Christ, where the power of death could not hold him. So now Jezebel's forces of death were not permitted to kill the prophets either. Uh, what did Ahab direct Obadiah to do? Now, Ahab tells Obadiah to go and find some water, maybe, and then find some grass for the horses and mules. Otherwise, we're going to have to kill them, right? Um, they will die. Of course, along the way, Obadiah, this faithful one, meets Elijah, right? And why didn't Obadiah want to tell Eli or Ahab that he had found Elijah? All right. 
there's a long discourse here, but it's largely Obadiah saying um, that Ahab will kill him, right? Maybe put to death, maybe under the accusation of having hidden Elijah. Why didn't he think Elijah would be there for Ahab to find? This is a curious expression here, right here in verse 12. The spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place I do not know. All right. Um, why would Obadiah think such a thing might happen? Well, these sorts of things actually end up happening, right? We hear this about Elijah. He's carried away by the Lord ahead of the storm. All right. That'll be in uh, chapter 18. Uh, next Tuesday, we'll hear about that. So pay attention for that. Um, Philip was taken away from the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, carried away by the Spirit as well. So the Spirit um, blows when and where he wills. We do not know the sound of it, right? And then uh, God's Word is carried along with that, along with the prophet who's given. Of course, what had Obadiah done for those in the caves? He'd given them bread and water. Of course, bread and water being cared for or caring for the prophets of God, that should sound like a New Testament theme as well, right? Caring for the preachers of the gospel. All right. Uh, think of Matthew 25. Let me get there. This is what Jesus says. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. All right, this all sounds familiar. We'll hear this in a couple of weeks. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And here's the key. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me and I was in prison and you came to me, right? Of course, the righteous will answer him say, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, here's the key, my brethren, my brethren, you did it to me. Who's the least of the brethren? Who's the one given to the Christian congregation who, who takes the lowest seat, the seat that serves? That would be the pastor. Huh. And then he'll say on the left, of course, you did not take care of me, right? Because you did not take care of those who come to you, right? They will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. Right? So again, we have to always read these things in context and find out when he's talking about the least. And he's he's not talking about, you know, the one who doesn't have very much. He's talking about the one, the one who takes the lowest seat, the one who the Lord puts in place to serve, right? You know, and just speaking as a pastor, um, every congregation I've been a part of um, as pastor, I've been transplanted. Um, I'm the youngest often, or I'm, uh, <laughs> I have the least awareness and the least familiarity with what's going on in that parish and the history of the church, right? which has its own kind of blessed ignorance to it. Um, but I've been sent to you to serve. That's what I've been sent to do. Right? Um, and the Lord only asks one thing of that, is that you provide for me and my family. Right, so that we can 
so we can I can serve with a clear conscience uh, and with commitment and dedication. So there you go. All right, and the same thing's happening here. The one who's capable of providing for them, that would be Obadiah, takes care of these preachers of the gospel, right? Jesus' words of blessing to the sheep who recognize the voice of the good shepherd in the preachers of the gospel and care for them. Why did Obadiah go to Ahab? Ultimately, right here, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. He believed Elijah's promise that Elijah would present himself to Ahab that day. And of course, Elijah keeps his word, being a, a faithful preacher, right? Note what um, Ahab calls Elijah. O troubler of Israel, right? Why was the king troubled by the hearing of God's word? Uh, well, because that's what it does. It convicts the conscience, right? Um, sometimes I've been called as uh, like a pot stirrer or, you know, causing problems. I, it's not really intentional. Uh, but here's what God's word says. And then I let the Holy Spirit do the job that he's been given to do. Sometimes that word is hard to preach. It's hard to hear. I recognize that. But on the other hand, it's not my job um, to decide what word is appropriate and what word isn't. That's God's, you know, that's his job. So I just preach the word. All right. Same thing here. And you, you can think of maybe uh, a king later on, Herod, right? Matthew chapter 2, when the uh, the Magi come looking for the king of the Jews, he's troubled. And all it says actually says there, all Israel is troubled at the saying. So, I mean, it's really Ahab that's caused the trouble for Israel, right? By abandoning the Lord's words and following after the Baals, following after idolatry. All right. Elijah summons um, the false prophets. How many? 850 total, right? Uh, what do we say here? 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. So the male and female co uh, counterparts. Of course, these, uh, these ate at Jezebel's table, right? What table you eat at is the table you confess, right? So where you commune <laughs> in the church is the church that believes and teaches and confesses what you believe, teach, and confess. Those two things go together. This is an ancient idea. It's, it's from the Old Testament all the way through into the New Testament, uh, which is what Paul will say later. We'll get to it in a few weeks. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, right? You will either eat at the Lord's table or you eat at the table of demons. Well, you have two choices. That's it. It's either the Lord's table or it's the table of demons. Good. Meditation on the text. Though Christ was hidden away in the tomb, the grave could not hold him. Death has no power over him because he is the word of life. On the 50th day, Jesus poured out his spirit to proclaim the true freedom that has been won for all nations by his incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. The two groups of prophets remind us that in both the Old and New Testament, the spirit comes through the preaching of the gospel of the forgiveness of sins. Though Jezebel's prophets continually tried to destroy the preaching of Christ crucified, they did not triumph. Christ promises to send faithful shepherds to be his voice, and the sheep continue to gather around the Lord's table to eat, that they might receive forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. All right. Confess our catechism for this week. Second article, explanation. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord 
who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. All right, prayer our collect for this week. O Lord, keep your household, the church, in continual godliness, that through your protection she may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve you in good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray today in Thanksgiving with Dolores, who celebrates her birthday. Pray for our households, Kevin, Dennis, Stephanie, Chad and Jolene, Jeremy, Russ and Amy. We give thanks for the labor and effort to rehab our teacherage. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially for Marcella, Kelsey, Ron, Joel, Amanda, Dan, Timothy, and Janice, Sandy, Ken, Norman, Sandy, Kathy, and Mike. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Roy, Willis, Mickey, and Paul. Pray for all the missions and mercy work of the church, especially for the work of Orphan Grain Train. We pray in intercession for a denial of self among us. We pray with those who are grieving, especially the family and friends of Reverend Herzog. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn, Salvation Unto Us is Calm, stanzas one through five.
It's been a blessing to be with you here today. I see uh, also Gloria checked in later on. Um, come to you each morning at 9 a.m. for the Congregation of Prayer. And you can join us again then tomorrow. Tomorrow, of course, being Saturday, no school. So we'll look at um, the Old Testament and Epistle reading for Sunday and consider how those, what those uh, maybe lead us to teach or confess in regards to uh, the Reformation, why remember the Reformation, which uh, may be a question that you have as well. All right. So Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow.